gang. The chief is here. And uh, he's ready to be the chief. Bring it up there. Thank you, Art. Very good. Very good. Thank God it's Friday. Hey, uh, you know, uh, speaking of uh, thank God it's Friday, uh, we received a note from uh, one of our victims out there who said, uh, Hey, Shepard, did you ever build a kit? Did I ever build a kit? Did I ever build a kit? Let me tell you this. Uh, uh, I think that there are more... uh, there are more people uh, who secretly have on their conscience not a kit that they built, but a kit that they bought but didn't build. Uh, <laughs> I just wonder how many guys have got hidden in closets a, a one-tenth completed kit of a harpsichord. Uh, as a matter of fact, I know a guy that almost committed suicide over just a thing like that. He, uh, he, uh, you know, he spent a year trying to figure out how I could buy him a harpsichord kit, and when he got it, he discovered that it was not that simple. And, uh, <laughs> well, I know a friend. Listen, that's not so funny. I know a friend who, who read an ad. You know, you get these, uh, these ads say, uh, no problem at all. Earn big money in your spare time making doilies. You know, something like that. This guy, uh, or, or here was another one. It says, uh, the, the ad that he fell for, it said, uh, uh, do you have a uh, Volkswagen? Wouldn't you like to convert your Volkswagen to this dynamic new sports car? Uh, just a few hours at night in your basement with a few simple tools. And you'll have this dynamic car, which all your friends will think is a Ferrari. And it'll go even faster than a Ferrari. And uh, it's only going to cost you $742.97 plus postal charges from Almaguerto, New Mexico. <laughs> so anyway, he, he did this. See? So he, he sent for this thing. And they got all excited. He and his buddy were going to be, you know, they were going to make their, their uh, they had this VW. They bought the uh, old VW for uh, $300 somewhere. And they were going to convert this VW into a car that would rival at least the Lotus, yeah, with the overtones of uh, the uh, Lamborghini, uh, little touches of the Ferrari uh, 4.1. You know, all fantastic. And he had, well, he said a couple of weeks went by, and the weeks stretched into months. And uh, he's getting a little anxious. So he had his simple tools out. He himself, he did not realize, is a simple tool. But he had... He had, <laughs> thank you, Art, I knew I'd get you finally. He had his simple tools out, you know, uh, like he had his uh, ice pick. Uh, most people have these kind of simple tools. He had uh, two screwdrivers that he bought down at Lamston's. Uh, he had his 98-cent wrench that he bought in one of these 98-cent discount drugstores. Uh, he had all his simple tools ready. He had his uh, his radio shack uh, soldering iron. He was all set to build a VW, you know, it was going to look fantastic. Well, he wrote, and he wrote, and he wrote, and finally he got a letter back from this place. It said, uh, due to production problems that we are having with our new dynamic uh, Grand Prix type model, which uh, you have been so smart as to order and pay for, uh, due to production problems, we are unable to deliver it at the original cost that was in the ad. However, uh, we would be glad to uh, give you a special discount on our new price. Uh, since you paid $795.23 already, and now the price is up to $1,745.19, we will sell it to you for only $1,500.31.27, plus postage from El Gordo, New Mexico. He says, what, what? So he called his friend on the phone. He says, hey, friend, uh, they've just doubled the price on our uh, fantastic Volkswagen. But even at that, that's still cheap. Remember, for $1,500, we're going to have a car that looks like the Ferrari, only it goes better. 
and it's easy to repair, and we can make it up all oh, in a few hours with our simple home tools. And the friend says, well, okay, we'll have to get together, and uh, we'll spend a little more extra dough, and uh, after all, it's, it's worth the price, Aki. So uh, uh, Aki and the friend got together, and they raised a little more scratch. Uh, one guy sold his daughter into slavery. Uh, the other guy... Uh, uh, sold his lawn to his neighbor down the street. They removed it uh, in wheelbarrows. And uh, they were ready to uh, make a deal. So he sent off the money order. And he waited a week. He waited two weeks. He waited three weeks. He waited four weeks. He waited five weeks. He waited six weeks. And then he sent the next letter, see? And the next letter he wrote up. This is series. Uh, we are waiting here with our simple tools all laid out in our basement workshop here next to the old refrigerator we got down here and we're ready to get our car on the road please tell us what happened and uh, another week went by another week two weeks went by then finally got a letter it says uh, dear prospective purchaser he said, what do you mean prospective i bought dear prospective purchaser uh, due to production difficulties which we have run into here on this end we've been forced to raise the prices of our new dynamic volkswagen lamborghini model to only $3,942.12. However, because you were one of the early purchasers, we will be still in negotiation. It's been two and a half years, it's up to $8,000. He still has the simple tools. And incidentally, he still is a simple tool. Bring it up. Oh, oh, oh. oh, by the way, I say by the way. Oh, by the way. When the meat, when the meat, when the meat. Yes, sir, that's my baby. No, sir, I don't mean maybe. Yes, sir, that's my baby now. Oh, Let's sing it out, King. like that little saga of the man who bought the kit, right? Well, listen, I have another friend. I could burden you with stories of, of, uh, of despairing men who thought seriously of hurling themselves off the Brooklyn Bridge because of making one false step, sending in the coupon. <laughs> yeah, did I ever tell you about the friend of mine who decided he was going to build a massive, gigantic, beautiful color organ? You know what a color organ is? You know what this is? Well, it's an organ. You know, you, 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 you have this, uh, it's like a Hammond organ, a thing you play, see, and uh, it makes these tooting sounds, and it has Vox tremulo, it has Chinese wood blocks, <laughs> it has the whole works, honestly. And not only that, but it has a gigantic screen that covers the entire 
living room wall. And as you play, you know, like the like the mad hunchback of Notre Dame, as you play on your gigantic color organ, all these magnificent colors go floating across the screen. Red, yellow, green, purple. And uh, it's just a tremendous aesthetic experience. Well, uh, this friend of mine sent for the plans. And uh, he thought, you know, that'd be kind of nice over there next to the ferns. Uh, you know, just on the other side of the Sony there. Just have this uh, color organ. It's going to be tremendous. And uh, he could see himself, see, mystifying and amazing his friends. Because all these ads say that. Are you a wallflower? For years, if you had a house, that everybody says ho-hum. Uh, when they come into your house and they smell the old fried potatoes from last week in the house, and uh, have you got that kind of house? <laughs> Do you, Art? <laughs> no, of course not, Art. That Taj Mahal you live in over there in Teaneck. My God. So, uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, many people are, are brought into this thing by the premise of uh, better yourself, you see, uh, self-improvement, to improve your social status. As a matter of fact, uh, I was uh, seven when I personally bit for that improve your social status thing. There was an ad that appeared in the Boy's Life. It says, uh, uh, boys, uh, have you ever envied those friends of yours who could sit down to the piano and uh, play all those great things and everybody sings around a campfire while you're playing the piano and uh, you're the center of everything? Well, I don't have to tell you. I, you know, I took all my birthday money and I bought myself a magic slide rule device to learn how to play the Steinway. And uh, it says seven minutes a day. It's no problem. Seven minutes a day. Seven days a week, and you've got yourself playing by the end of the second week with both hands, the way they put it. It doesn't say how good you're playing, but you got both hands going at the same time, see? So uh, there was only one major problem. We didn't have any piano. But I had the magic slide rule device. Uh, however, then I quickly segued to the guitar. I wonder how many people out there have taken abortive guitar lessons. <laughs> You know, you, you see, you see these great scenes. You know, the guy sitting there singing, singing this stuff. You know, Chris Christopherson is playing away, singing. You imagine yourself with a with a circle of admiring friends while you're singing these sorrowful songs of the open road and the depression days and and the uh, union songs. Now, now, folks, I'd like to I'd like to entertain you with a little tune that uh, come out of the come out of the West Virginia mountains. And, uh, you know, you, you, you see yourself doing this stuff, see? <laughs> oh, God. You realize, of course, that the music industry is largely based on guys that never how to, never learn how to play them. In fact, uh, I, I have a friend who at one time worked in this big music store down here in town. I'll not tell you which one it was. But he said that according to their unofficial statistics, out of every 1,000 guitars that were sold, less than... 0.03 guitars actually were ultimately played. The others were just bought. Big difference between buying a guitar and playing it. Yeah, and, and I bought this, like this friend of mine that bought the $700 flute. And uh, he wound up, wound up one day, he didn't know what to do with it, you know, he tried to play it. He discovered that many are called, few are chosen. And that's a, that's a, that's a, oh, that's a mean one to play, right? <laughs> that's a, that, uh, many a flute will snap back at you, you know? And uh, the more you play the flute, the more you get cold sores. You discover this, too. And the... Uh... <laughs>
Oh, no, 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 Clark Plumbing, will you please hit the money button, Arthur, please, if you will. Oh, that's beautiful. Listen to the Here they come out there, all that crowd bouncing around the street. A brilliant new rock musical, says Emery Lewis. The surprise. Every music is a brilliant new rock musical. This is rock. The New York Times sounds like a Lithuanian wedding. A stimulating musical that catches fire immediately. Well, maybe you're right. Says if you never see another play, you must see the oh, lieutenant. That's a nervous outfit, a long and a Gee, it was nice. Uh, uh, don't miss the lieutenant. Low price previews now at the Lyceum Theater. Tickets are available at Ticketron. Lyceum, that's an old Greek word, right? You didn't know that? Why? 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 Everywhere I look, I'm surrounded. Everywhere I'm surrounded. In fact, I'll never forget Marcel Proust's famous line. Oh, you remember it, too, naturally. Uh, Mr. Proust uh, uh, once uh, once said that... Uh, <laughs> he did. He was... You know how Proust was. He sat around in that, that uh, ivory tower, that cork-lined room, and made smart remarks, and... He uh, was asked about, uh, you know, when he goes over to the great, uh, you know, the great divide, when he leaves this world. He says, well, of course, he had this French accent. He says, I see this, this is what I think will happen is I wish to say this. I wish to have on my headstone this, this final epitaph. He died undone by fools and boobs. Uh, if you prefer, I, I, you could also put knaves if you do not wish to use the word boob. Uh, he was undone by fools and knaves. How's that? Is that good, huh? This is a pr- original Proust remark. Oh. <laughs> All visitors are requested to leave the ship. Please proceed to the gangway. My God, it's going down already. Bye-bye. Oh, I wish we were going to. <laughs> Why be left behind? This year, you can make the possible dream come true. A 10 or 11-day Holland America cruise to the West Indies on the beautifully luxurious SS Veendam. The very finest you know in wine, dining, entertainment, and service, all mm. with no gratuities required. Those Plus five dice. of the nicest islands in the whole balmy Caribbean. Rates yeah. from just $595, with no fuel surcharges or price increases after you book. Sailings April through November. So see your travel agent or call Holland America, 212-760-3880. That's 212-760-3880. The S.S. Dam is registered in the Netherlands Antilles. S.S. Dam. You want to hear more stories of disaster of guys that wrote in for the bad, you know, they wrote in? Well, let me tell you about this friend of mine. You want to hear about another one? Just be careful, friends. It's self-improvement that does it. Everybody wants to improve his lot. And that's the biggest trap of all. I mean, uh, the lot improvement trap. Well, you know, after all, your lot is easy to improve with all those tin cans out in the back there. Just uh, to heave them into your neighbor's lot next door. 
And uh, he'll improve your lot one of these days with that over-and-under double-barrel 12 he got. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I don't know why I'm talking like this. I really don't. I mean, I should be here giving you, I should be here delivering to you inspirational messages at this time, right? Right. Inspirational messages. Well, I knew one. Uh, let me think here. I was going to give you an inspirational message. Uh, uh, I was on the tip of my tongue. I, I uh, When I came in here tonight, I said, uh, give them an inspirational message. Uh, in this time of travail, especially since it's almost a weekend, and uh, they had they should have a little inspiration. Uh, 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 well, uh, well, um, did you brush your teeth today? Eh? Oh, well, that's not very inspirational. Uh, have you noticed that the, that they're now tying in the various uh, toothpaste with sex? Have you noticed that? Of course. There's the non-sexy toothpaste, and then there's the sexy toothpaste, and uh, you've got to be careful which one you use. You want to be, you know, you don't you don't want to be discovered using a toothpaste that just cleans your teeth. So, <laughs> well, I I don't know what that is that you use. Curious. He's got these lavender teeth. It's very interesting, Art. Well, Art, now that was a obscene gestures do not work on radio. They simply don't. Although that was colorful. Where'd you learn that one? Very interesting. It's Oriental, huh? Very good. Very good. Well, that's what happens when you're in the armed services. You can learn to pick up all kinds of languages around the world. Well, uh, nevertheless, uh, this friend of mine, I'll tell you another sad story of a buddy of mine. You know, he's sitting there one day, and uh, this is uh, a TV station I was working in one time. And uh, all TV types are, are notoriously clean-limbed. They, they are. They really are. They, they, uh, they tend to jog a lot do all that kind of stuff and they're, they're constantly getting hair replants I know one guy that had a hair replant on his chest and uh, yeah well you know he didn't have much there to begin with see so he had you know, he liked to make a nice appearance on the beach so uh, <laughs> alright I, I, I don't make the news I only report it I wish to, I wish none of these things happened I, I really do I wish I wish the world traveled in a, a simple beautiful straight line and all of us lived in utopia. I wish this devoutly, although it would be boring as all get out, wouldn't it? My God, can you imagine everybody being nice? Can you imagine everybody, can you imagine Orville, Orville coming in and smiling at you? Can you imagine what that would do to the day? I mean, all these things, you've just got to be careful, friends. So you don't want the utopia, but my, my friend thought that he was going to get it. See, there was a, a flyer came in. You know, have you noticed that your credit card now is much more in the business of selling you stuff? Personally, the credit card company. I get letters from my credit card people now. You know, I get these credit cards, and I get a credit card letter. Sometimes it weighs maybe three or four pounds, and I open it up. It says, "Dear cardholder, due to a special purchase now, you can buy this magnificent, unbelievably beautiful high fidelity system, which sells everywhere for seventy nine ninety five. Through your card, you can buy for only $119.95. It's a beautiful system. And, uh, you know, so uh, they never tell you how much it costs, actually. It just says, so much a month. It says down at the bottom, it says six nineteen a month. Why, that's nothing. <laughs> With the way you're spending dough, <laughs> I got six nineteen a month is nothing. Of course, it'll be till 
you know, for roughly 1997 before you get that $12 hi-fi set paid for. But uh, who cares what the hell? Here today, gone tomorrow, right, gang? Burn all your bridges behind you is what I say. <laughs> Give me a little more of that. That's what I say. Jeff, you're the same thing, I. What do you mean? What do you mean? Yes, sir, that's my baby, I say. That's my baby. Let's all sing it out, gang. Yes, sir, I say. That's my baby now. I want to hear it. Oh, who's that walking down the street? Down the street, I say. Who's that? Who's that looking so petite? Who's that coming down the street? I don't know here. I don't know, but look at she looks pretty good. Who's that? I say, who it is? Here we go now. Here's the chorus, gang. Sing it now. Let's sing it out. Yes, sir. That's my baby. I said, no, sir. Don't mean me. Yes, sir. That's my baby now. Papa that's enough, that's enough, either, either. Please. We can just have so much of a good thing, you know. You gotta, gotta ration this stuff, this good stuff. And, uh, by the way, speaking of, uh, good stuff here, I think it's time for, yeah, I can't believe we only got a couple of commercials. This is great. Uh, only two more commercials to do. Two more. Of course, they're 14 minutes long, but, uh, please hit the button, right, please. We're gonna sing our national anthem here. Everybody here at the station stands up and faces the air conditioning someday unit. Someday you'll all. Someday you'll all. Someday you'll all sing it out Sooner there. Come on, later, girls, sing it. Sooner or later, you'll all generals. That's Lyle Van there singing tenor. For 60 years, friends, General Tire has been one of the nation's leading tire manufacturers. But General Tire means more than tires. Yes, sirree, Bob. They're one-stop car care centers. They're staffed by experts who know how to take care of your car. If the door is squeaking, you got the grill pushed in, and uh, you got all those stains in the back seat, all that great stuff that happens to cars, wheel alignments and all of it, they'll take care of it. Quick, up-to-date service, using only name-brand parts and materials. For tires and service, check your yellow pages, and you'll sing it out. Proudly, you'll stand tall in your neighborhood. Sing it out. Sooner or later, you'll own generals. Ba-ba-boop. Gee, that's a great commercial. That is truly an inspirational commercial. Truly. And uh, would you hit the last commercial of the night? TV Guide, the Rosetta Stone. The current issue of TV Guide magazine takes a look at a meaty protest. Following the lead of activist groups from the 60s, some cattle ranchers from South Dakota staged a protest all the way to Washington, D.C., and in the process learned how to manipulate the media. It's an interesting report on how some cowboys had their beef heard. In the same issue, we'll look at Vienna at the turn of the century. As PBS prepares to broadcast a six-week masterpiece theater series on Vienna, TV Guide captures the spirit of the great city that was a wellspring of talent. This week, TV Guide's cover story profiles Freddie Prinz of Chico and the Man, who talks about the problems of being an overnight success, his top-rated series, and the financial rewards of show business. Freddie Prinz, featured in TV Guide, America's biggest-selling magazine, on sale everywhere. Oh, that's going to be an exciting issue. Poor Freddie talks about the problems of being an overnight success. I could just see three years from now. Freddie Prinz talks about the problems of being an overnight failure. This week only in <laughs> today's uh, overnight success. You know, it's funny. You know, these guys come and go. All of a sudden, they're on the TV guide, and six weeks later, 
You don't hear them anymore. Oh, I can name dozens of them that you don't hear anymore from. Like there's four of them standing out there by the water cooler waiting to get an interview here. Hoping to get a job in the mailroom. Why, I was big on early TV. Oh, sooner or later, you're on generals. Does anybody still watch Rhoda? That's a... Do they? I'm not talking about that Rhoda, for crying out loud. Rhoda bugle blast. You're talking about Rhoda down in the secretary's pool. Everybody watches Rhoda. Don't do them no good, though. Tell you that. I know one guy that got his beak busted. Watching her a little too close. Sooner or later, we're generals. But nevertheless, uh, friends, uh, we, uh, of this, uh, you got to be careful of the self-improvement gaffe because you can be led into terrible things, yes. Uh, like uh, there was a diet that came out here about uh, two years ago, this, this diet where, uh, you know, people are always buying new diet books, and this diet said that if you, if you, if you drank uh, creme de menthe, it was, the, it was the creme de menthe and banana coconut diet, and uh, this guy, this friend of mine, went on this one. Yeah, oh, yeah, they were talking about it on all the TV shows for maybe seven, eight minutes. And there was a famous doctor who appeared and said it was the best thing since bottled beer. And that, uh, you know, people who will go on this diet no longer have any heart attacks, live forever, lose 115 pounds in 12 minutes, you know, that kind of thing. Well, my buddy went on it. Within five days, he had green fingernails. And, before, and more than that, he gained over 175 pounds. He was having a hell of a time. He was bombed most of the time. You go on a cram the meth diet, and uh, you don't care whether you get fat or not. And uh, so, uh, well, I, you know, then he had to go on the martini diet to get off of that one. You remember the martini diet? You don't remember the martini? It went on the martini diet, and, of course, by the end of the month, he had DTs. He was staggering around Third Avenue. Jeez, it was terrible. Then he finally went on this all-carbohydrate all diet, you know, where you eat nothing but whipped cream. And I want to tell you, whipped cream does not mix well with martinis. And, uh, well, you know, six and one half. Now, he's given up now, and he just sits back there now in the traffic department, does his thing, makes his little uh, sculptures that he makes out of paper clips. That's about all. He's given up. You see, the trouble with, the, with most self-improvement is within self-improvement lies the germ of total and complete disillusionment. And you don't want that added to the rest of your problems, do you? I mean, you know, it's enough to be mad at everybody else, but then when you get mad at yourself, that's disillusionment. You want that? This friend of mine, for example, I'll tell you. He's, all right, Stanley. You want to know who was Stanley? You heard me mention Stanley before. Stanley, Stanley was sitting there one day, and he announced his lounge in the TV station, and he'd gotten his flyers. See, it's this uh, a special tour, special tour of Central Europe, which is only to cardholders. And he was a cardholder. He had some obscure credit card that somebody foisted off on him at one time. The credit card, by the way, was good no place. He tried to use it for years, but it was only good to get mail from and to pay $12 a year to use. That's what that cre- And it was beautiful. It was a gold one. And it said, uh, special credit card only, uh, you know, well, you, you know, certain credit cards are only given to really important people. There's a certain, yes, you can now get gold credit cards which show that you're really you're not the ordinary credit card holder you got the gold card which means you're you're an unbelievable sucker is what that, that means so you know here's a real mark coming in you know <laughs> this guy will 
$5 tip, you know. You, you, you give him this rotten service, pour a beer down his neck, and he'll give you five bucks. He's a, he's a high roller. So, uh, nevertheless, this, <laughs> this friend of mine, he had this special credit card, see? That's the way to get you, you know. He got this gold embossed letter. It says, uh, Dear Important Person, we have been watching you now for two years and have had detectives following you. And we have done a close check on you, and you're one of only 275 people in this country who are qualified to have our new, totally important person credit card. And, uh, of course, he's sucker right away, so he sent it in. He got the credit card. And uh, it's a special kind of credit card. It's the only credit card I ever saw that you wear on your lapel. You see, most of them you go in your pocket. See, this was such an important one. It had a pin on the back to let everybody know you had it. So he, he's walking around wearing his credit card. He even wore it on his pajamas and stuff, let everybody know, you know, especially when he went to certain places. Uh, but there were, he, he, nevertheless, he got a letter from these guys one day. It says, uh, only to credit card holders, a special tour of Central Europe is now available, which would cost you thousands of dollars if you were not a member of our group. But since you are a member of a group, it will only cost you thousands of dollars. Uh, but not as many thousands of dollars as it would have cost you had not you been a member of our group. You will live in luxurious appointments that are only given to the truly beautiful jet-set people that are closed to the ordinary run and muck and rabble of the ordinary walking-around slob. You will be brought into the most beautiful places in all of Central Europe. You will travel in luxurious, uh, magnificent, private traveling uh, uh, methods will be taken. Send right now within the next 15 minutes or it's all over. You don't get in on this. Well, of course, he was. He had his two weeks coming up, you know, and it was a 10-day tour. So uh, he, this was the first opportunity he had to use his card, so he sent in the coupon, book me. And uh, they did, friends. I want to tell you, it was a fantastic thing that happened to him. More than three days later, not more than three days later, he was sitting in this fly-blown bar, which is where they were ordered to sleep that night. He says, you know, here he was, first time he ever was told to sleep in the bar. He's sleeping in the bar in this waterfront cafe in Marseille where there was nothing but guys being shanghaied all around him on coal boats that were going to places like Timbuktu and, and Guadalcanal and stuff. And he's sitting there, and he says he's with three other guys that also had this credit card. He says, they haven't eaten for two years. He felt like, and he says, and, and what was amazing is that they were being taken around Central Europe in a seven-year-old Volkswagen van that was driven by a drug-crazed hippie, and he said, oh, God, <laughs> well, ten days later, after he got back, he'd lost over 30 pounds, well, you do, you know, in those Marseille jails, and he, he, uh, he had lost over 30 pounds. And he realized the credit card was right. It was a, it was the kind of tour that is only given to a few to take. He was busted for carrying marijuana into Turkey, and he didn't even have marijuana. They were taking him into Turkey on this trip, and they discovered the van was stuffed full of marijuana. The back tires didn't have air in them. It had uh, Mexican red. And he was busted. Oh, God, he said it was a fantastic trip. Only cost him $1,790. He said, just think if he had taken it through the American Express, it would have only cost him $2,300, but he wouldn't have seen all those great jails and stuff. Not everybody. He's got stories now to tell his friends for the rest of his life. Of course, he's got a record, too, now. He can't go back to, say, Bulgaria. He's been banned completely from Bulgaria. But, I, you know, these are the, these are the tours.
I ever tell you about the friend, friend of mine? Oh, I could go on and on. That took a tour one time for Barbados on this luxury liner. Yeah. Two hours out of Port Everglades, it lost power. It drifted sideways 700 miles upstream. And they were finally rescued by the Coast Guard off of Nova Scotia. You want to hear about that? They were eating K-rations for over 500 miles. Yeah, they were dropping them. Oh, that's a great tour. But uh, (laughs) I don't know why you... (laughs) Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? You get used to traveling on a raft. All right, what do you mean? After a while, you kind of get to like the raft, you know, when you're sitting there, you and your other shipwrecked friends. And, you know, they charge you per, per, per day for them rafts. You don't get those rafts free, you know, when you go overboard, you know. But, uh, oh, yeah, you know, you know. did you know that there was once a, 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 a tour took off from, uh, from uh, I believe it was France. And uh, this has nothing to do with any known tour that you know about, but this tour took off from France, and they started off across the Mediterranean. And halfway across the Mediterranean, uh, the, the ship lost power, as some of those 500-year-old uh, Liberty ships do, you know, once in a while with the, you know, with those ancient. Uh, uh, some some of them got engines that were made by the original Greeks, you know, when the when the uh, yeah when the <laughs> when Tyre was still a swinging seaport. You know, and the Phoenicians were operating the motors. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, they get they got halfway out into the Med this night. They lost power. And uh, two hours later, they were boarded by pirates. And, uh, yes, did you know there are still pirates around? Two hours later, they were boarded by pirates who stripped them right down to their BVDs. And uh, they took off in this this torpedo boat that the pirates were using. Off into the darkness they went. And it turns out that half the crew was part of the pirate crowd. That's why they lost power, see. So they left. So the next thing you know, they took to the boats. And, uh, yeah, that's all they could do. So they're rowing these these, uh, these uh, lifeboats halfway across the Med. They finally got picked up by the Algerian Coast Guard, which took them, incidentally, charged them for picking them up. You know, they don't work free. Uh, so each guy had to chip in, you know, $500 for the Algerian Coast Guard helicopter and all that. They finally got him in, and it turns out that two weeks later, he got a, a bill from the steamship company for $17 a day for the use of the lifeboat. Did you know they charge you for them lifeboats? Well, that's, that, that, that's part of the service. That doesn't come free, you know. I mean, uh, yes, you go on many of these boats, they charge you for the deck chair. You know that. You have you you know that? Huh? Yeah, you, you, did you know that? You didn't. Oh well, that's true. You haven't been on anything other than the Staten Island ferry. They don't have deck chairs on. <laughs> oh well, but uh, this uh, this evening here, friends, uh, yeah, the show is devoted to self improvement, and I think you can improve yourself. First, the first thing you can do is, for God's sake, stop listening to the radio. I mean. Uh, uh, anybody that's... Uh, you don't think Jackie Onassis sits around and listens to the radio, do you? Come on. Are you kidding? You don't think for a minute that Warren Beatty sits around with with this uh, Sears Roebuck radio and he sits there with his mouth hanging open, <sighs> listening to the interviews all night. Are you kidding? So you can start self-improving by, for heaven's sakes, cutting off that. And then you can wean yourself of watching Hawaii Five O. Now, how do you do that? Well, that's not so easy uh, for the for the real Jack Lord freaks. That's not easy at all. Have you ever the feeling that Jack Lord is involved? I have a curious feeling that he's out of uh, 
he he reminds me of one of these characters out of uh, out of uh, what was that great movie West? Uh, oh shucks, it's right on the tip of my nose. West um, Westland Westville, something like that. Yeah, it had uh, it had uh, Yul Brynner in it, and uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, where they had all these robots. Uh, West or something. It was a Michael Crichton book, but it was a, it was a very really a wild movie. Well, the movie was based primarily also on on taking the ultimate tour. You see, <laughs> yeah. But the, when the movie opened up, uh, Westland West. Uh, what's the matter with me? What's the matter? This is the kind of stuff I remember, and I can't remember it. I, don't tell me. West, uh, West, uh, West. It was, it was a takeoff on Disneyland, is what it was. And, uh, yeah, West, uh, West something. And, uh, nevertheless, uh, oh, you want to hear, you want to hear about, uh, you, you talk about tours. Listen, I want to tell you, friends, you know, everybody has an idea that travel is great, right? Everybody thinks everywhere you go is great. I will not give you the name of the land. I will not give you the name of the land that I was in at this point. But I can remember. This was a land, let's put it this way, it was a long way from here. I mean, you could hardly go any further from here. <laughs> if, you, if you want to really take some traveling. I'll tell you some true travel stories. Have you noticed that every travel program on TV, every place they go is just beautiful. The people are marvelous. Their folk music is haunting. Their food is, uh, is indescribably great. I mean, does that look like the world that you've been living in? I mean, I, I imagine that there are that there are people doing uh, travel shows in Europe, and they show the two-week trip they took of the the uh, the uh, Sheep's Head Bay section of Brooklyn, and uh, you know the colorful natives and the the beautiful streets and the native costumes and the haunting food. Uh, you know, shows a guy eating a hot dog with the sauerkraut dripping out. The the haunting native food which is indescribable. That's true, it is indescribable. But uh, I, I woke up one morning in a country. Well, I can, first of all, I'll tell you, when I woke up, the first morning I woke up in this country, the temperature stood at 119 degrees, for starters. Now, I mean, it was 119, and it was only 7 in the morning. That was like the beginning of the day. It was 119 degrees. And, and I, what woke me up? You want to know? You think it was the heat that woke me up? Forget it. When you're a world traveler, heat doesn't wake you up, friends. What woke me up was the overwhelming, unbelievably... Uh, totally all-pervasive smell of ancient, dead, rotting fish. A whole country smelled like rotten fish. Now, I don't know whether you like the smell of rotten fish, but uh, uh, I, I could take it or leave it, you know. It depends on the kind of fish. If it's rotten red snapper, it's not so bad. But if it's uh, rotten mud minnows, that's something else. But uh, here it was, rotting dead fish. I woke up in the morning, see, 119 degrees. And I lay on my sweat-soaked pallet 
which apparently was stuffed with uh, crawdad tails or something. It's the strangest bed I ever was laying on. Because, uh, you know, of course, part of the native philosophy was the masochistic bed of nails philosophy. And I'm laying on this sack covered with sweat. And I see above me, I see quietly walking across the uh, sweat-stained ceiling that appeared to have what looked like uh, dried blood stains on it. It was fantastic. I mean, I woke up, and there is a tarantula spider walking across. Must have weighed 18 pounds. I woke up. I looked around the room. I immediately realized that two of my bags had been stolen and my left shoe. That was just the beginning of my stay in this colorful land. Well, I staggered to my feet, and as I did so, I, I, I noticed for the first time that I was on the edge of delirium. I had contacted already the dreaded native fever, which all the natives lived under for all of their lives. They were all in the state of delirium at all times because it was a rare, a rare spider that bit you in the dark, and this is how you got the fever. I had been bitten already. So I staggered out into the hallway, hoping for at least a cup of coffee or something to get the day underway. Not a sound. Nobody's down there. I walked on this, this, this dank hallway that was covered with sweat and mold and grime. And behind me, the tarantulas were stalking me. I went down into the lobby of the hotel. And the desk clerk was asleep in an opium dream. He was laying there asleep, see. And I was glad to note that somebody had also stolen his shoes, too. He's laying across the desk. And I went up to him. You know, they had this little bell to ring. I go, ding, ding. Mumsahib. This is Bakshish. I says, wait a minute. You're the desk clerk. You're not asking me for a handout. Bakshish, nothing. Where do I get any coffee around here? Bakshish. Sahib. Bakshish. Oh, my God. What am I in? So I, I staggered out into the street. And that was only the beginning of my exciting day. When I came back, by the way, I did three magnificent radio shows about what a beautiful land this was and how all of you should visit it at your first opportunity. Seven of my visitors and my, my listeners actually took it uh, to heart, and they went. Three of them actually got back. The other four, I think they are lost in the, in the heart of, of, the, of a waterfront dive in some tank far offshore, hoping for, hoping for the beautiful sights. You ought to see the temples there. Temples are fantastic. You need deep and man, I don't know. This gets pretty sickening, friends. I, but all I can say is that self-improvement is a possible goal. Now you can do many things to improve yourself. First of all, you can sit cross-legged and stare for hours at the darkened screen of your Panasonic television set, hoping for an insight. I mean, with it off, don't turn it on. You won't get any insight with it on. Turn it with it off. See your own pictures there. Either that or turn it to a channel that doesn't have anything on it, like uh, here in town. Let's see, what would be a good one? Channel 6, right? There's nothing on 6. Okay? Turn it on Channel 6, and you know, all that white stuff comes there? When you get very close to the screen and concentrate, and you'll see some unbelievable pictures, friends. Just, it takes concentration. Concentration. Right. Especially if you get over to, say, uh, uh, another one, another good one is Channel 12 here in town. That's a goodie. 10 isn't bad, but 12 is the good one. Concentrate, concentrate, 
concentrate, turn up the contrast, then turn down the contrast, turn it up again, and before long you'll see your own pictures and you begin to live your own life, and things will begin to sing, and the next time you get one of them coupons, send off, by God, take life by the horns, live it right to the hill, yes sir. This is WOR New York, stay tuned for In Conversation.